Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as always, is Mandy. Mandy Pence. And today, we're going to be watching something that looked kind of fun when we saw the like the weird trailer for it, and then I found a little bit more out of it, and I'm like, I'm really kind of just weirded out by the whole situation. Uh, and that's 2016 Sam Was Here. Uh, we're going to be watching it on Shudder, uh, directed by Christoph Daru. Uh, who has done the shorts for Laundry Day, Polaris, and he did a uh, one called <laughs> uh, Bitsuri Yokocho. I have no idea what it's about. I tried to look it up. It's got a sad panda being hung as the the like picture that was going on it. Because I'm like, okay, what else has this guy done? And he's like, oh, sad panda being like hanging itself. What is this about? And then I tried to look it up, and it's it's got like some making ofs, but it has absolutely no trailer for this thing. So I was like, "What the hell is this?" Huh. So it's already off to a good start. I'm I'm looking. It looks like it's fun, uh, because uh, it's also uh, written by uh, the Christoph, same guy, yeah, yeah. and uh, Clement. I'm not even going to try. Tuffro. Tuffro. Yeah. Uh, who uh, is also done uh, the Valley of Shadow and Faux Depart. Uh, so he's, uh, he's, he's done stuff and yeah. it's, it's got, so you, we start off the trailer and it's got like this dude walking around and it turns out that guy's Rusty Joyner. He just seems like a normal dude. Uh, he's from, you, you might recognize him from Silver Lake, uh, but he was also in Resident Evil Extinction. He was in Dodgeball as like one of the, the younger guys in there. Dodgeball is probably the thing that I'm going to recognize him from. Yeah. It's, uh, and he's just walking around and he, it, so originally I thought he was a, like a census taker. He's out in the middle of the Southwest. It's, like, empty, it's hot, it's stinky. It reminds me a lot of the descriptions of Arizona in Desperation, the Stephen King book. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, oh, it's yeah. dusty and hot. Yeah. Like, and then there's nothing. If you're Like a Route the, 66, kind yeah. of. Like, the Route 666, the movie yeah. that we watched. Yeah, 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 very much like that one. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, there's nobody there. And that's the whole thing, is, so he's there, and... There's this weird red light in the sky, and then he's getting attacked by people, and he's like, I don't know what's going on. From what I can tell, though, from, from just reading the, the short, though, he is a salesman. Like, uh... Door-to-door -door salesman. Like, yeah. selling chocolates kind of thing. Or, or but you not know, chocolates. vacuum or bits Pamper or... Pamper Chef. You know what or not, not Pamper Chef. What is that knife? The Cutco? Cut, cut, Cutco? Cutco. Cutco? Was sure it Cutco? knives? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they sell uh, but he's, uh, he's also got this, uh, it, it reminds me of every time, like, he's like, he doesn't look like it. I think it would have been better if he was a census taker, because he's, he's wearing a short, like, white shirt with, like, a, a, like, a pocket protector? He looks kind of like, um... He looks government. He, he looks, doesn't look... I think he looks like a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I can see that. But, and he's not walking around with, like, the, the sample kit. Yeah, exactly. He's you just, know? he's walking around with a piece of paper. Because if, if... If I've known anything from watching John Ritter movies, a, a salesman has a big bulky goofball suitcase. suitcase that has all the the samples in it. Because otherwise, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, look at Keanu Reeves yeah. and the Walk in the Clouds. So, the interestingly enough, this is the only person whose face we see, but we do hear a couple of different voices on the on the road. One of them is probably Rhonda Pell. Rhoda. Uh, Rhoda. Rhoda. Rhoda Pell. Pell. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was Rhonda. Rhoda Pell, uh, who is this older lady who's basically. Got 278 listings on IMDb. She is mostly a background character. Uh, she was in Meet Hope, Weaponized, and The Diabolical. So you might actually recognize this lady just as, oh, hey, it's that lady from different stuff. Or is it Love Meet Hope? Love, love Meet Hope? Love Meet Hope? Probably. I don't no, know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I never heard of love it. Love Meet Hope. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's my problem is I've, I've never watched these movies, but there's 278 
like listings on here, so I have no idea what's going to be happening. She's been in a lot. Uh, and then we got Hassan Galdry, uh, who was in a short called The End of Life, Becoming Annie, which was a TV series, and La Fontera. La Frontera. Frontera. So I, I don't know. I see. So the trailer is, is interesting. And I, I kind of feel weird about it. It's like, no, no, seriously, watch the trailer. Uh, again, it's on Shutter. You have a Shutter subscription. You you know, half the stuff that was good has already been taken off of there. Uh, watch it. Watch it on Shutter. Because uh, Shutter needs to be a thing. Because honestly, God, what are you going to do? Find it on Amazon Prime? Seriously. Which we also have oh Amazon my God. Prime. We also, trying to find a horror movie too. on Amazon Prime is like trying to find just a needle in a needle stack. But that's not true, though, because all... And it's so funny, because both John and I have separate... Um, not to say accounts, because the cool thing about Amazon Prime is that you can set it up for your kids and all that. Kind of like how you can do with Netflix. So John has his profiles. list. Yeah. Thank you. Profiles. Uh, so John has his profile, and I have mine. And... Um, John's does not show the same movies as mine. And it's, it's based on what I've been looking at, but it doesn't, like, I can't, I have to deep dive if I want to try to find something that she's got. And it's like four to five levels down. Like, yeah. you should never have to go farther than three levels. But you, when you go three levels down and you're, like, deep in the, the, the rabbit hole, I don't know how to feel about that. That's why you need to have Shudder who's like, hey, here's things that are, like, slasher movies. Here's things that are this one. Here's things that you need to have separate genres. Damn it. So Instead of putting a scary movie in a romance section. That was which weird. Which is kind of weird. Do, or, I, they did that we, the other day, too. Yeah, we were trying to look for something and it was in the romance section and it made absolutely no sense. It was it was definitely a horror movie. And you're, it, like, it was like zombies and crap, right? I, or something? I can't even remember. Or like a it, was, monster? it was like, because you watch this, here's some more romance movies. And I was like, but that's a horror. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, sure, there was like a love interest. There's always a love interest. In almost every single movie, there's a love interest. So that's just. I mean, well, I mean, you always got to put one in there because that's, that's just, it's it's movie law, and it's what makes the movie, you know, a movie? more realistic, yeah. I guess, or like eh, not not realistic, engaging but, for everybody. Yeah, and you can you can feel for that character. Yeah, because we, we've all seen our loved ones be chewed apart by zombies. Everybody loves somebody. Oh, they want somebody to love. Oh yeah, that's probably what I was trying to say. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and pause it here. We will be right back, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Let's go watch this movie! Woo! Woo! Here we go. Is anyone there? Hi, my name is Sam. Sam Corbett's calling. I just don't feel it's, it's worthwhile operating in this area. I haven't managed to meet a single person. We interrupt this program. Little Cindy, who disappeared last week, still missing. Rita, I don't understand what's going on. Can't wait to see you. Hello. Who is this? The killer's name is Sam. I repeat, Sam is the killer's name. This killer you're talking about, he's murdering family. You find him, boy, oh boy. We'll show him what real pain feels like. <laughs> 
Arena. You're not gonna believe this. It's insane, this whole place. I didn't kill anybody. We now have Rita on the phone. I don't know this man. Who is this? What do you want? And we're back. We are. So, much like the uh, the last shift, was that the one that we watched? The yes. last shift? Yeah, this one uh, kind of broke its ankle on landing and fell apart. Uh, it just shits the bed at the end. It's... It's kind of bad. I had to look up a, a an ending on on like Reddit to figure out why it was like this. And much like it follows, uh, that d- me having to do you know tertiary work for your damn movie does not make it a good movie. Unfortunately for it follows, they were also shit. But this one, this one was actually a pretty good movie up until the ending. Yeah. Uh, it was it was strangely compelling, uh, and the uh, the main character guy. Uh, he, uh, who was he? He was, uh, the Rusty. Rusty? Rusty Joyner. Mm -hmm. I I said his name earlier, and the fact that his name is Rusty just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Rusty Joyner. Rusty. Uh, but he was really good. Um, he's fairly compelling. Also, I want to give thanks to the subtitles guy, uh, for just having fun with the medium. Uh, we got pulsing synth score, we had foreboding music, swirling, uh, music, and otherworldly music. Yeah. I was just like, okay. All of which the music was done by Christine. Um, really good. I was really digging the whole soundtrack for it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it popped up and it was like, Christine. And I'm like, are, am I supposed to know who the hell that is? Because, of course, it's written in French in the one that we looked at. So you couldn't even tell what the heck it said. Well, we saw the trailer and that had Christine, but it had like, it was written in French. And, it, and then it had Christine. Yeah, but Christine as the... Uh, the car Christine. The car Christine. Yeah. yeah it was weird. Um... Also, uh, thanks to uh, whoever was working the uh, the <laughs> the the products. Uh, there was a bunch of product placement, but they were like they were like closing things up, or, or they they put red tape on the outside of the Campbell's uh, soup. Or it's like so, they painted it out. Yeah, so it just said "amped." And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Uh, there was also a giant sign that said "Magnificent" on the top of this garage in one area, and I was just like, "Oh, hey, magnificent." They were trying to do a... Subliminal. subliminal They were trying to get us to think that this was a magnificent movie. And... It would have been. It could have been amazing. Oh, my God. It's just the ending. They could have fixed this ending in literally four seconds. Yep. Or, and and you'll... I I hesitate to show you the reason why uh, it could have been better, but uh, it's interesting. So, also, the... To kind of let you know ahead of time, the other name for this is called uh, Nemesis. Nemesis, which, um, if I remember, it's some kind of evil star, which, like, I Which don't... I just thought Nemesis was, like, the bad guy. Yeah. I just thought that's, that's what Nemesis meant. That's why. Um, this is a really interesting movie. You get Sam. He's running around outside. I guess he's a salesman. Doesn't explain to what. Doesn't explain the uh, the nature of his business or who he's working for, but he's running around in the Southwest. He's uh, going into different stores and stuff in this, this town, I think. And there's fucking nobody. There's nobody. And it is this terrifyingly empty feeling. Like, just alone. Just completely alone. Um, so he starts calling... Um, I guess he has the people's numbers who he's trying to sell stuff to. Oh, no. So that was... Um, he called his boss. 
and he couldn't find anything on that one. Then he calls his wife, and he couldn't get a hold of her. The person that he calls later on, and when he calls the Andersons, it's because he was calling from a pager, which he has a pager in this movie that sends text messages. And I got to tell you, if you've ever sent text messages to a pager in the 90s, that's kind of a bitch to do. Well, no, no. So there was, but there was somebody else that he called though beforehand. Because remember, he got somebody who picked up, and he said, "Hello, yeah, hi, sorry, this is Sam, whatever." And um, and then it clicks, and oh. then there's the dial tone, hmm. and then he tries back again, and then it's just just the straight up dial tone, like oh, they right. disconnected their their line. That that did happen once. So hmm. I think he may, I think he may have those people's numbers. It's just it's really weird. Like uh, prospects is what I think yeah. they call them when they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, and then uh. And then whenever he's in the gas station, he sees, he sees uh, the steaming cup of coffee. Yep. Um, proceeds to look around to try to find the person. Now, throughout this, throughout uh, the time, whenever he's in the gas station, you see uh, cameras. So you see him on a camera, um, and this is one of those scenes. So he he goes into the bathroom to try to tell whoever's there, "Hey, you know, I'm not trying to steal anything. I left some money on the table." And you can see somebody who's hiding in the stall. Which? Why do you have a camera in the stall like that? weird right that's weird but i mean you do it because you gotta you want to have it be in a spooky thing also he so he's having car issues he's dicking around with all the stuff can't find anybody uh sees the door like the the room next to him is chained up like the room in silent hill for the room it's got like chains all over the front of it it's it's weird and that's off-putting like, to me, if I was in a situation, yeah, if I was in a situation where I couldn't find anybody in several different places, I've even called, I probably would have called 911 and been like, uh, is there something going on? Is, yeah. uh, missing people? I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. Uh, but then, uh, you know, you, you sit there and then you can't get your car started. You finally get your car started. And then, then you, you go. Stay. And then, but, no, then, but, yeah. then, but he stays. He stays. But you would go. You would leave. You would leave. You would get the hell out of there. It's too freaky. But, uh, he stays. He stays the night. Uh, and people call him and like wheeze at him on the, on the, the, like phone. that phone, yeah. which was creepy. And uh, he keeps getting, um, like, like, uh, page, pager messages that are like, you're perverted freak and all kinds of scum. Yeah. Perverted scum. Somebody, somebody writes a cocksucker on the outside of his window too, when he's like leaving in the morning, because I guess then he's going to go home, but he's, he drives out and he gets, he, he hits a spike strip. Across the road, he's been listening to this talk radio guy named Eddie, and they're just ranting about all this stuff. They keep talking about this killer that's going on. He's not paying attention. Gets another uh, weird text message and hits a spike strip. Walks outside. There's a cop, and he's like, oh, hey, good, a cop. And the cop shoots him in the arm, I guess. Which, by the way, that's a shitty shot for a cop because yeah. he was, like, right in, in his chest. Like, and, it's like, a lot easier waving to hit. at him and stuff. Like, chest area he was probably like 100 yards away it was not that far the cop had a rest he had all this other stuff but he was wearing a mask yeah yeah but i still i still think you would have just gone center mass you wouldn't have gone I, to the side i like agree that. uh cop starts chasing him he's freaked the hell out and he's still moving which is amazing because that was a high-powered rifle uh he runs into this weird ass trailer trailer the the woman uh the woman or sorry he doesn't he yeah. doesn't see the so, woman first so no he goes into a trailer and he he's like trying to call his wife to figure out what the hell's going on. The cop follows him in there, and he has to brutally like stab the cop in the face with his. He's got a a, um, a needle for insulin. 
He stabs the fuck out of the cop in the face. He's wearing this creepy ass mask that has like a a, a bottom jaw attachment to where he can, you it can looks like, like a puppet. move. Yeah, it looks like a puppet. Stabs the shit out of him in the face. Then goes to call his wife. Yeah. Uh, the wife, of course, doesn't answer. He leaves her a message. And then it's at this point that the cop, who we thought was dead... Comes um, up out of behind him with a knife. So uh, he dodges it, then chokes the cop. Which was funny, because we were sitting there, and this whole time you're sitting there going, kind of wondering what what's happening here. Originally, uh, you thought it was a... He was in hell? I think he's in hell. To yeah. me, I thought it was like a memento identity thing, where he was like inside of his own head. There's this giant red light in the sky, and we don't know exactly what the hell's going on with it. Um, it looks like, a rec- like it's recording. Or, yeah. or like a... What what's that movie? Like what's it? What's an alien movie? Wherever they have that, where it's like a big just red it's, light. It's thing. a bunch of them. It's not like a like a red light. Like they they usually just have like the weird star in the sky. Yeah. And uh, so he he's already had to kill a cop. Then he's like freaked the hell out. He runs out and he runs over to like somebody else's house to figure out what the hell's going on. He's just looking around. He's got this big freaking rifle. As he does so, he sees this little lady pop out. And he's like, no, 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 please, you know, you, you got to help me. And she's, like, attacking him, like, straight out, going yeah. for the eyes and stuff. Like, she, like, shoves her finger in his bullet wound. And he's like, ow! So he, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, he check, like, Chekhov's gun, uh, pot of boiling water. Yeah, so he punches her. So uh, the immediate assumption is she's going to grab a hold of the, the, the boiling pot of water. But he punches her so hard that she falls on top of it and melts her face. And she's screaming at him, my nephews are going to fuck you up. I'm going to kill you. I mean, it's like, it's like super foul mouth for a little old lady. Yeah, she was like not happy. The other thing that you, uh, you, you notice is that the one person who doesn't have anything on their face, you don't see her face. Who? The old lady. You don't see her, oh, the old lady's yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he looks outside. The nephews are coming who have like goofball masks on. He runs and these two guys are chasing him with like bats, I guess. And he turns, like, he trips, falls, turns around, shoots one of them in the face, stands up, tries to shoot another one, shoots that one in the leg, and it still keeps coming for him. Sam is like, ah, screw this noise. He tries to run into this, like, auto part that has, like, eight billion sea dews for no <laughs> damn reason. And trailer park campers. It was so weird. And, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then they have, like, a neat little knockdown drag out fight. Uh, this one gives, uh, for the sake of Vicious, I still think that one is the best movie, but this one with the blood splatter and everything like that, they did a damn fine job on it. It seems like they were Very trying... much. It seems like they were trying to be that sort of, uh, for the sake of Vicious kind of Yeah, feel. but this is, this is much earlier than for the sake of Vicious. Oh, yes. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah. So, this yeah. was like, this was like two, two or three years ago? And we get, I guess, this one was 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it was four years ago. Um, well, five years ago, technically. But, uh, he, uh... He goes back as he's like walking, like there's a little old lady. She has been coming at him, dragging herself on the sand with a knife in her hand. She's all Sam. I thought she was saying help. She was originally. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that you need to look at the subtitles because she's like help, help, and then she's like Sam, and then, Sam, and then Sam, Sam, you know, comes up to her, kicks the knife away, and she's like. Did it feel good to kill that you little girl? You just sat girl? there and saw it. Yeah. Did it feel good? Did you get off? Did like, it give you pleasure? It was just awkward. It was just like, this is it was, it was disturbing. Just, like, why? He did it. Why'd you do it? He was like, he made me do it. Because he's been finding these little notes to people from Eddie. Who's the DJ yeah, of the radio the, station. Yeah, the radio station. And it says things like, um, don't. 
segregate you, and, and yeah, sequester you, completely you, away from this guy. He's a bad man. You need to hate him. Yeah. Like, your hatred in him is is normal or something like that. But it's to literally every single person in this town. Yeah. So every single person has received this letter multiple, some of them multiple times. Yeah. There's like a, they show a part with a mailbox that's stuffed full of these, of these letters. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out where Eddie is. The old lady gives it up and she says, he's inside, which doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's inside of the motel. Yeah. So, so, which is where he started off with at first. Yeah. Um, another thing that he saw, uh, before whenever he was in the hotel was a tiny little hole in the wall. Again, like Silent Hill, the room. So he looks through the hole and there's a doll on the bed and a creepy red light. Um, and that's all that he can really see. Now, though. your assumption would be, at this point, that the red light has something to do with the red light in the sky. You would be wrong. Because it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Yeah. The red light has nothing to fucking do And neither do does the anything. little dead Doll. girl, because the dead girl is this creepy... So, he's, he goes back to his motel room, and the hole has gotten bigger. He, I guess, crawls through it, sees the the girl, because there, there is a dead girl. But she is like mummified because she's been in that room for probably 50 60 years or something like that it, it she's on this old style like wheelchair like yeah like a sun chair yeah it, it, like, in a, it's a, like a solarium it's like, you know is it, the type of like place the it would old be. the old-fashioned wheelchair that has like a wicker and it's like it's like a high wicker backing yeah uh big big wheels um so yeah she'd been there for a long freaking time um and it's at that point that he gets a phone call um which he answers, and it is who we assume is Eddie the DJ. Um, but it's weird. He's like crinkly back. Like, so we never see what Eddie looks like. If, imagine a skinny, wiry, like bald guy, just like doing like kind of, kind of like pop locking, like popping, like, pop, popping and locking it, like that think, kind of like. Think Doug Jones, like <gasps> wiggling around, or remember the hand guy from Labyrinth. Like the the hand eyes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, that, yeah. like with like bald and just kind of like moving and kind of like Baldo. To, yeah, like from uh, Soul Calibur, just like a lot of like moving and like fingers are like wiggling and stuff. But it like looks that. like uncomfortable, like he's cracking whenever yeah, he moves. And it's, it's it's disturbing. And the Eddie, uh, we assume, uh, starts putting on different tapes, and he's basically talking to Sam through this thing about how Sam's a killer and how he did XYZ. He even plays a tape from Rita who's like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. Like he keeps calling me. My 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 husband died five years ago. I don't know who this person is. This is scaring my daughter. And like Sam's like, what the hell is going on? And throughout this whole thing, whenever Sam does call Rita, he does mention the, the little, little one. The, yeah, the little one. He's like, I miss you and the little one. And he keeps referring to her as the little one. Yeah. He it's does very say daughter every now and then, but it was like, okay. But it's more of whenever he's talking to other people that he says that's his daughter. Otherwise, whenever he's talking to Rita, it's always the little one. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he's he's arguing with Eddie and is saying, you know, I didn't kill anybody. I have a daughter. And I that's would whenever that. yeah. I would never do that. And that's whenever Eddie plays a video of who I guess we assume is Sam um, is choking out a little girl. But we don't see it. We just see somebody choking out a little girl with a white shirt on. And then it flips over to Sam on the phone and then it flips back, and then it flips back, and we're like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah, like it, it's it's very weird. And so, so you know, the 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 Eddie says, "Okay, well, you know, 
all right, folks, well, we gotta, you know, we have to leave you now or whatever because we have to go kill Sam. Yeah, and then he looks outside and through the uh, the, the the room window uh, that is boarded up. There's and he like, sees, like 50 people out there yeah. waiting to kill him. And they do. They kick open the door. They drag his ass into the, the shower in the other room. And pour, like, acid, acid on him? Acid on him, and he melts. And then Eddie, like, crinkles, and he's got black sweat coming out. And then we get another two minutes of this little... Like, it, it ends, black screen, and then we get two minutes of this lady who's cleaning up the room. This housekeeper. And she's just like, oh, this is normal. And she's, like, scr- like scrubbing, the, scrubbing blood. the blood off the, the tub. And it's just... And then it goes, you know, and it shows the scenery and of the desert. Ends. And then that's it. And what made me so angry about this is that they could have easily, easily made this a fantastic movie if they would have just followed Salvage's... The Salvage the Movie, which we love, which we've reviewed before... It followed that example and made it to wherever he pulled up right after that in his car and everybody was gone. That that would have and, and just done a loop because that would have been self-explanatory. He's in fucking hell. Like he's in hell. That would have made everything like just that would have made so much more sense in the way that they ended this. Yes. Well, unfortunately, so Reddit is is going to tell us the reason why that happens, but I'm not going to go into it. You can go ahead and look this up yourself because I do not trust a movie that does not have its explanation inside of the movie. I am not going to do homework for a movie. Even though he already did homework for the movie. Well, because I, I, I needed to know. I had to have some kind of explanation as to what the hell was happening here. And even the, the what happened here wasn't well explained enough inside of the movie to, to be an explanation. Everybody who attacks this guy has just the biggest hate on for him. There's no like like slowdown or anything like that. This is this is four star wanted level in GTA. They are not stopping. They take shots to the friggin' groin and they still try to take him out. Yeah. They cannot stop trying to kill him. This is some kind of murderous cult, is what you think. Now, is that the explanation? I have no idea. I don't care because that's what's inside of the movie. Now, if you wanted to, is there like a trailer for something that I could have watched? Is there like a mini documentary that I should have seen? Did uh, sci-fi have a 30 minute explanation on it? Like it did for the Blair Witch Project. And I would have gotten suckered in on that one too. I don't know, (laughs) but it's definitely not in this movie. That being said, uh, Rusty, Dude did a really good job. He held this entire movie on his own. It, it, like, literally. But he had this this look on his face the entire time where he was just very confused. And like, and then pissed. Yeah. And, and then confused again. And there is a part where he gets super angry. Like, when he gets super angry, he pushes old lady and she falls on top of the, the water. He seems like genuinely like, oh my god. But he also, right before that, he seemed to have the most natural reaction that you would have expected out of this whole thing. Because you would get pissed off no matter who it is yeah if somebody is poking your bullet hole and, and if somebody and, and and if you're getting accused for being you know for committing a murder that you obviously didn't freaking do and i gotta tell you there is absolutely no way this man committed a murder because he is he can't even get his car working half the time it is it is some mercedes those I are think, hard to, to to break down on i there. think he did kill that i the way that i am imagining it is he was in hell that Eddie was the devil, 
all those people that killed him were demons, and they just keep doing it over and over again. But they, sh- I still think they should have looped it at the end. But. I'm still gonna go with the, the 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 best theory that I can come up with with the information given to me in the movie is that this is an identity situation where he's inside of his own head, and all of these are different like views of seeing. The, it, he is feeling guilty. Maybe Eddie is his his uh, uh, sense of righteous punishment that he needs to have for himself. So he feels guilty and he feels isolated and alone. He feels like uh, he should be punished for something and Eddie is the the personality inside of him that is punishing him for what he has done wrong, which he may have done something bad for the little girl. I don't know. Uh, I like to think no just because I want to assume that people aren't going to do that. But, you know, I can see that. And then all of the... That's why everybody is wearing a mask because he can't actually identify any of these people because they're not real mm-hmm. they're just parts of his memories maybe that old lady was like some just random old lady that he saw maybe it was we um, could see her face though we did see her face like right before he hit her with the water yeah it, it does show her face yeah okay well i like i didn't see it very well mm-hmm. they well they did a fast thing of it but yeah. we did yeah but i, I think they so, didn't show it afterwards yeah they were trying their best to make sure that you couldn't see it. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so i think that was like a camera Situation, and they probably should have angled it a little bit differently or something like that. But uh, the boiled face also looked like a mask. And these are all just bits of him that hate himself. And that's why, at the very end, he gets melted. Because there's not a trace of him left, except for, you know, the, the stuff. As far as we can see, as far as we've shown, at the very end, he is dissolved. He is no longer. That's deep. Yeah, and that's the. Uh, I mean, well, like I said, I'm I'm aping identity at this point, uh, just because I, I'm just waiting for the like, whores don't go to heaven part. You know, where the little kid comes out at the very end of identity. I love that movie, <laughs> mostly because it's John Cusack in like a, a horror movie where he's not having to be like the creepiest dude. I still like fourteen oh eight. He wasn't a creepy dude in fourteen oh eight. Fourteen oh eight was just a. If you read the book. 1408 is a sad reminder of what might have been. Okay, like, hang on. It no, could have no. been better. We're going we're gonna to go into a whole other thing. Okay. So, well, no, what, that's what fine. You... I mean, that's, that's kind of the same thing with this movie is there could have been something here. Same thing like The Last Shift. You sat there. You played me. I was there for this. I think this was like an 80-minute long movie. You couldn't have given me 10 more minutes where there was an explanation. Who's the wiggly guy? Why is he playing VHS tapes? I don't. There were VHS tapes with with the uh, security camera footage and film. Yeah, and there were tiny uh, little. Uh, remember uh, Wayne's World, where the guy keeps putting the little like eight yes. tracks in there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of when he was like plugging in the the different sound effects. But how was he doing that? Because he wasn't. He had a reel to reel tape recorder. It's not like he was playing different like tapes. He was just playing the reel to reel. So he sat there. For an hour, making this tape beforehand, knowing exactly what Eddie was going. <laughs> but that's or, what, why it would have been perfect, though, as hell, because he would have already had this stuff. They would have already gone through all this, and it's just a repeated thing over and over and, and over and been. over. And maybe the red eye was Satan watching or something. That's like what that. I, yeah, or, that's what I'm saying. You know, my thing was was maybe it was the tape recorder on the psychologist's desk, and he's staring at the recording of himself talking, and that's why it sounds like so many different people. Maybe he's a schizophrenic. I think we're I just don't gonna, know. I think we're gonna make a movie. We have to make a better movie than this one. You know, it would be by just having an ending. Yes, that you know, I agree say with. what you will. Say what you will about the room. At least it ended. Say what you will about. Actually, no, I can't say anything about it. Follows because that was a piece of shit movie, and yeah. I think everybody needs that to know that. That one's a negative. We're, we we don't talk about it. Follows unless it's 
We're oh, we, we talk about it. it a lot because it's fun to say, no, it was, it was shit. Yeah, unless we're comparing it to other movies so we can show how good other movies are. And that's really, like, the, the it's it's our, well, it was bad, but it wasn't, it, it follows. It follows, yeah, that's exactly what we compare it to. But, uh, okay, well, what are you rating this one? This one I'm going to go ahead and give it, um, you know, based on what it was and what we were getting out of it, I am going to go ahead and give it about... I'm going to give it five red lights in the sky out of ten. It's not bad for what it is, but the the not sticking the landing is like, you know, I'm sorry. it's It got a one from the Russian judge, and I think you deserve it on that. So what about you? I'm actually, I'm also going to give it a five. I'll give it a five out of five. Sam was here. Notes. It was just, uh, it was, the ending was such a letdown. And I hate that. I hate whenever... It's such a damn good movie, so intriguing throughout the entire thing, makes you question what's going on. There's, you know, there's multiple options for endings, and you pick the ending that shit the bed. Yeah, you, it was so compelling. Like, it's so weird to, to like, the, the reason why we're so angry about this is it was, it drew you in. You felt bad for Sam. The uh, Rusty was doing his best. He was pulling all this stuff. The guy who was playing Eddie, who I did not mention before, and I feel kind of bad about, uh, that was uh, Sigrid La Chapelle. I cannot say that dude's name, but he was in. Did we skip his name before? I did. I feel bad. Uh, I'm not even gonna try the stuff that he was in because he was in a bunch of video shorts. But uh, and uh, and all of them are French. Yeah, yeah. So I I felt a little really kind of bad about that. <laughs> We, like, didn't, we didn't name oh, him because no. he's in a whole bunch of French His stuff. His name is Sigrid La Chapelle. And I'm like, Sigrid. what the hell does that mean? Sigrid La Chapelle. It's, it's like Chappelle. two two different things. But I was like, oh man, that's interesting. Like, he's wiggling around and that could have been cool. The guy who played Eddie was great. He did this really good, like, you know, it hey, made, what do we got to be talking to? Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. Especially with the silence of everything else that was going around. Yes. The fact that there was absolutely nobody else on screen except for... Sam. And then Eddie's voice. And Eddie's voice. You know, which also kind of, if you think about it, Sam Rockwell and Moon was also kind of the thing that I was getting. Where he's isolated. Um, and the only other voice that we have is Kevin Spacey's, but it's only through the screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was that kind of feel. It was just, it's just so lonely. And you you watch this guy going through and you feel his pain because you, you think that he's, he's emotionally just, uh, you know, alone because he wants to go see his daughter and that's all he wants. It's die hard all over again. And then suddenly sons of bitches come out of nowhere, try to kill his ass. Yeah. And he fights back and it's just, and that, it was good. That freaking ending. It that was, freaking ending. It was so good. And like I said, if you had a damn explanation on this one, 10 out of 10, unfortunately you didn't. So you get half points. Yeah. Five. You get a five. You get yourself a five. Both Mandy and John, five out of ten. But, uh, you know, because this was so bad and because I'm trying to do this a little bit more where we're, we're recommending other things, I would like to recommend something that is maybe not a ten out of ten, but at least better than a five. Uh, and that would be uh, the book Johannes Cabal, The Necromancer. Uh, this one is by... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and look it up in just a second. But it's a, it's a fairly fun book uh where you have a guy it's it's set in a very odd time frame from what i remember um but it's like very english the the way that i uh, listened to it was on uh the oh god was it i i think i got it from the library it was it's so you can definitely get this one on there it's uh written by jonathan l howard uh and it is 
first part of a series and you have this guy who is uh became a necromancer to bring back his girlfriend and he's dealing with all these different um like things supernatural things but he's doing it in both a like extremely like dickish kind of way he he basically tells the devil to screw off and that's at the very beginning in this one and he's gonna screw over the devil and the devil's like yeah i know you're gonna try to screw me over oh and the explanation for hell is hilarious they have a a bunch of lines and uh that's like the first part of hell is to you have to fill out all of these forms to get into hell but that's hell too wow there's a whole lot of just fun stuff on it again johannes cabal the necromancer this one's again by jonathan l howard i found it on um my library site but you could probably also get this on audible or audible something. uh so I definitely suggest listening to it rather than uh doing the uh, actually reading the book just because the the way that the author the uh, the writer was able to get this through uh it was very good on the timing Anything that you want to do? Uh, well, I actually work a whole lot, so I'm not able to listen to books like some people. Mm-hmm. However, um, I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Um, my favorite ones are always the scary ones, uh, wherever people go into really creepy places and stuff and uh, record uh, kind of like Blair Witch, but, you know, a little, little bit better. And um, the person that I want to actually talk about is um, Franco TV who is on YouTube. You can find him there. I think it's called Franco TV Adventures or something along those lines. Uh, really, really cool guy. Seems really, really nice. Um, I like the fact that he goes into these places and it is, he goes in there alone and it freaks me out every time because I would never do that. And that's like the whole Scooby-Doo method. Like you never split up. You never go by yourself. You always have somebody with you. You never split up. And he, do, he doesn't yeah. give a shit. He just he, goes in and it's just like, I got this, you guys. And he goes in and then he he explores all these places. And some really creepy stuff happens to him. Um, you did make me watch one of the episodes. And, like, he, he had a guy with him. And immediately, like, he's like, cool, we're getting the hell out of here. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go this way. You go that way. And the other guy's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I remember the, my favorite part was, uh, let's put the night vision on. And he shuts off the light. It doesn't and the, even give the guy the any dude warning. did not have a chance to pull <laughs> off the like, light. And he's just like, oh, God. It was, it was, it's a really, really good one. Uh, but yeah, Franco TV Adventures. Um, honestly, if we could be best friends with Franco TV, I would be so excited. Um, if you hear this, Franco TV, bam, bam, hit us up. We're here for you. Yep. Brand new besties right here. And you can hit us up easily. Uh, we have several different ways that you can communicate to us. Uh, the best is going to be through our Gmail account, which is going to be ESAT3AM at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also get us on Twitter and Facebook at ESAT3AM. Or visit our main website, which is esat3am.com. And there you'll find links to all of our shows, all of our other kind of stuff. Audible. And you'll actually have a link to our Anchor FM site, which has the ability to leave us voicemails. And we'd love to hear from you. Why did I say Audible? I think I'm an anchor. Yeah, I think you meant Anchor. Oh, yeah. damn it. Well, anchor. we're working on it. <laughs> but uh, Like, we haven't been doing this for, yeah. you know, long enough. But until next time, uh, I guess we're going to see something else. Yeah. Yeah. Happy movie watching. Yep. See you soon.